Okay, we're in Revelation chapter 13. <sighs> My favorite chapter in the Bible. Not at all. Uh, gives, you want to you see crazy, go on YouTube and Revelation 13. Way before YouTube was invented, Revelation 13 suffers at the hands of its skeptics and its critics and its friends. I mean, they're Bible people who just, when it comes to Revelation 13, they lose their, they just go zany, okay? I've been around a long time. I've seen some stuff. We're going to go very careful, very be very diligent, very Bible-based, because that's the way we like to do any, everything anyway, and we're not going to give rise to wild speculation, okay? I just... I don't think it's a, a benefit. So I'm going to read the whole uh, chapter. We won't get the whole chapter because there's a lot here. And again, I'm going to go slow and methodical through this. It's interesting, but it's not my heart. It's not what I love about Scripture. The, the beast, the two beasts of Revelation 13 are big players in end times. And we have to bring them before our eyes and we have to understand some things about them. That's the way it is. But they're not the stars, okay? They're bit players. They got a three-and-a-half-year window of opportunity. They're like a supernova, burst onto the scene and burn out real quick. And we'll see the end of this nefarious one that we call the Antichrist. Beast is more scriptural. We'll see the end of him even in today's reading. I stood up, uh, in today's teaching, I sh should say. Okay, Revelation 13, verse 1. I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of the heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things, and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, 
so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life, life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Let's pray. Father, as we boldly go where your word commands us to go, I mean, Lord, you know, we're verse by verse. This is what we do. We pray your blessing because seems there is chance to go in the wrong direction. And Lord, forbid it that we should ever be heretics or, or speculators or crazy people. And um, Father, we want to be right down the middle of the right road, theologically at all times. And Father, we pray that you would help us, to guide us, direct us. Spirit of God, take your places, teach or instruct us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We end with uh, 603 score and six. Even people who know nothing about the Bible know that 666 has something to do with the beast, the Antichrist, and it's bad. Uh, way back from, I remember as a little kid, the movie uh, it's with Damien and Omen, The Omen came out. And, uh, you know, even the billboards gave me the willies. And I thought, like, 666, that's bad. That's something, right? And it's given rise to wild speculation. Um, and people try to do some things, you know, with, uh, you know, giving people... Um, well, well, Ronald Wilson Reagan, he was the Antichrist for a week or two there because Ronald had six letters in his name and Wilson had six letters, and Reagan had six letters, 666. Ah, we just elected the Antichrist. I remember, I was alive in 1980, and, and even the church, people had, you know, things like that going on. I, I can say at this point rather confidently that Ronald Reagan is not the Antichrist. If he rises from the dead, let's have that conversation again, but at this point, he's not a candidate, okay? Um, and And people do some things with mathematics, like... So I remember the name Kissinger because K is the 11th letter. You, you, it's, you take that and you add I on Kissinger. And if you add it all up, it comes to uh, 111. And I can do it for you because I, I know all the numeric values of all the numbers in English because I used to do codes and ciphers and when I was a weird little kid. And uh, so that, you know, the hundred, and because you can multiply it by six, and so it's six, six, six. Kissinger was the Antichrist. And, and you know, we used to do things like that. Um, I think it's all silly. I think, I think you're, we're, we're wasting time. We're chasing our tail. We're, we're, is the Antichrist alive, Adam? Well, I don't know that. I, I have to believe as, as we're in the run-up to the end times, I believe he's alive and well, and he's just obscure enough right now that he's just under the radar. Uh, 
He'll come to prominence sometime pretty soon. When? Just right after the rapture with a given interval. I don't know what, how long the interval would be. It might be a day, it might be 20 years. I don't know. But let's read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. This is very instructive. And I don't know people who are trying to name the Antichrist. I remember reading a book early on. The Antichrist revealed, and it was a statue that had a, a covering over it, you know, like you see, you know, and you pull the, you know, the, 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 the unveil, and, and it was a, and that's like kind of what it was on the cover, and so I bought it. I think it was like a dollar ninety-nine or something like that. It was a small book, and the, the, I, I don't want to defame anyone. I think they did it to sell books, because it was actually very biblical, and it was it didn't reveal anything. They revealed that you can't know. You, and they had their verses in place where, like, for instance, 2 Thessalonians chapter, Thessalonians chapter 2. Turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We'll be here for a little while. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. What is coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and gathering together unto him in a word? The rapture. As I like to say, the resurrection that ye be soon not shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. <laughs> Somebody wrote a letter, and it was purported to be from the disciples, and Paul said, no, no, not from us, wrong. Uh, how would you know back in the day when somebody wrote a letter? You know what Paul's penmanship looked like? And by the way, if he used an amanuensis, if he spoke it and somebody else wrote it down, how would you know if it was legit? Well, people did stuff like that, and they wrote to the Thessalonians, and they were saying, hey, we're already in the day of the Lord. People think that now. Again, have you watched this on YouTube? Um, you know, uh, Chernobyl means uh, wormwood, and so the Chernobyl accident turned water bitter, and uh, see, we're in, the, we're in the tribulation right now. And they find things, you know, that are kind of vague and kind of, and, you know, connect dots that should never be connected. And by the way, Chernobyl was a disaster, and it was a really bad thing. Did it poison one-third of the waters? And I didn't know. And are people tipping over still from that? I mean, so people do these things. And again, this is where... I think prophecy suffers at the hands of its supposed friends. Anyway, let's keep moving. Don't be shaken. Don't uh, uh, that the day of the Christ is at hand. Like they were saying, hey, we're already in it. Let no man deceive you by any means that for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, the teaching is here that the falling away, the word is apostasy, and it means apostasy, which, by the way, is kind of hard to measure and hard to get your arms around. Would you say apostasies happen? I would. I, I can even tell you the, the genesis of it, when it first started happening, what universities and how it was, you know, the higher critics, uh, oh, no, this wasn't written by this, this was this, and this was, and so it's kind of undermining the word of God. And I say it's like most of what claims to be Christendom, I think 6 or 7% of America has a, that are called Christians, that are called Christians, have a Bible worldview. I think what is called Christianity, you could slice off this piece, this piece, and I'm not trying to be anyone's judge, this piece, this piece, and then what you have from this billion people on the planet who are supposedly Christians, you probably have, I, I dare not say, much less than what appears. Can I at least say that? Has apostasy happened? I think so. But I don't think that's what it's saying. I believe with all my heart it's talking about the, the falling away is the rapture of the church. 
And here, if that's what Paul's saying, it's a slam dunk. Rapture, then the tribulation. But if not, and I'll give room to if not, let's keep going, because I think it's still going to say the man of sin is going to be revealed after a certain event. And let's talk about that. Uh, there's a falling away first, and I think it's the rapture. And then the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. This is the beast of Revelation chapter 13, verse 1. Who, this man of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. It just told you that there's going to be a third temple rebuilt. When's that going to happen? I think that's the covenant of death that Isaiah talks about. Remember when we were in chapter 6, verse 1, the Antichrist uh, on the white horse goes forth with a bow, conquering to conquer, a bow, a symbol of a covenant. That is, This is the covenant that's being talked about, where he lets Israel reestablish temple worship, and so that goes on, and this is, then he comes, at three and a half years, he sits in the temple, and he makes himself God. And this is what we're reading about in, in chapter 13. You have to worship him at the pain of death if you refuse. But let's keep moving. We'll, we'll get to that in Revelation here in a couple minutes. Remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things? By the way, he was only there for three Sabbaths. And this was all some of the things he told them. A lot of people say, what are you messing with this stuff? It's eschatology. It's all weird. Nobody can understand it anyway. Paul thought so. He, go, he moves into town. He visits these pagans, and he gives them, and they're very sophisticated in their eschatology, in their end times theology. Um, don't you remember when I was with you? I told you these things. Now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. What's stopping the Antichrist from being revealed? That's what verse 6, and you know it, he says to the Thessalonians, for the mystery of iniquity or lawlessness doth already work. Hey, amen. I wish I had some way of illustrating that. Oh, the news every single day. The mystery of uh, lawlessness, it doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The one who's restraining, letteth, he's going to continue to restrain until he's taken out of the way. It can only mean the Holy Spirit. And when's the Holy Spirit taken out of the way? When, where, where is the Holy Spirit on earth? In the hearts of the believers. When the rapture happens, the Holy Spirit, is he here? No, he's in heaven with the believers, at least for a time. I think when the first person calls out for salvation, I think the Holy Spirit is there indwelling that person like he indwells the church. I think the promise of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is that exclusively to the church. We don't know this. We don't know this. Old Testament, you know, Paul, uh, Paul, David prays, take not your Holy Spirit from me. The Holy Spirit came upon a person for a certain work, for a certain time. Like, you know, the Spirit coming upon Samson. You don't have an, you might have an upon experience with the Holy Spirit, but you got something that, that David and Jeremiah and Isaiah and, and Abraham and who else never had the indwelling Holy Spirit. Will that be true? of the believers after the rapture? I don't know. Show me. I, 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 don't have a, I don't have a verse, okay? So he that letteth will let. The Holy Spirit's going pro- gonna to stop the Antichrist from being revealed until he's taken out of the way. And then 
that wicked be revealed. And wicked here, if you have a Bible, the capital W, it's a person, it's a, it's a, it's a name, it's specific. It's not talking about general wickedness. It's talking about uh, the wicked one. Uh, again, he's the son of perdition. He's the, he's the man of sin. Oh, he's got a lot of titles. Uh, 33 in the Old Testament, 13 in the New. These are some of them. Uh, that, and, and then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. I tell you, when Jesus comes back, we talked about this past, big epic battle. No, Jesus is going to just speak his destruction. It's not going to be. It's, it's child's play for Jesus to win. Satan is not Jesus' equal. Jesus has no peers. God has no equals. He looks to the right. He looks to the left. He looks in front of him. He looks behind him. No gods here. Just me. Uh, Satan, he's the god of this world though, Adam. Little g god. He's not. He's created being. There's creator and there's created. Satan would fit into the latter category. And the antichrist created, not creator. Uh, Jesus is gonna, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna come, he's gonna speak his, with the word of his mouth, he's gonna speak his destruction and he shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. I love that. Hey, hey, can I let you some, I know the, I read the end of the book. We win. We're on the right team. I know, I know, in America here, even among Christians, we're that six or seven percent. The crazy ones who believe the Bible and take it literally. We don't, we've never been the majority. I don't think in the history of the world we'd ever been the majority, which if I ever was, I'd be, I'm sure I'm on the wrong team. It's crazy, but God's people are always the minority. But we're right. But we're right. Many call, few are chosen. The broad way leads to destruction. The narrow way, that thin, narrow way, that's the one that leads to life and, and immortality and, and all that stuff. Oh, so God, so God's gonna, the Lord's gonna consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Well, I, how can I, well, what, I just believe the truth. It's not that easy. Well, I can't believe what I don't believe. I don't believe any of that. I don't, I don't receive that. I don't hear that. It always comes down to choice. And this verse says it. They didn't receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And God will give them strong delusion. Oh, you like lies? Well, here's a lie that you can just take right to the pit with you. And God's going to say, you like darkness? Here's your darkness. He does that several times during the Revelation, uh, the period we're studying. Literally. Chapter 13, I, saw, I stood upon the sand of the sea, I saw a beast rise up out of... Now, let's not hype, hype... Okay, this American politician is the Antichrist. That person that you're thinking about may be against Christ, but they're not the beast, okay? They're not. Because we won't know till after we're out of here. And then it's a moot point as far as I'm concerned, okay? It'll all play out like it plays out, again, watching it from the mezzanine. I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, upon his head ten crowns, upon his head the name of, the name of blasphemy. Wow, there's a lot here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, I, I want to tell you, he just told you it was a Gentile. 
What do you mean? Um, he's, he's standing upon the sand of the sea. Well, is this the Mediterranean? Any sea, I don't care. People argue, is the Mediterranean, is the Aegean? Any sea, pick one. Psalm 144.7, reach down from on high, rescue me from deep water, and set me free from the grasp of foreigners. He's equating deep water and foreigners. I'm reading from the CSB, seas and Gentiles, He's, they're the same thing. Uh, it's better in Isaiah 17.12. And by the way, this is many times throughout Scripture. Ah, the roar of many peoples. They roar like the roaring of the seas. The raging of the nations. Read here, Gentiles. They rage like the rumble of rushing water. The nations rage like the rumble of a huge torrent. Seas in general, uh, you know, the to and froness of them, and the restlessness of them, is a picture of one evil and two Gentiles. Several places in Scripture. This is one of the, I think, the most crisp, that the, the people are like the roaring of the, of the seas. Um, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 5. I almost want to go there. That's the one, arise, shine, for thy light has come. But if I go there, I'm going to lose my mind. I can't. But verse 5 says this. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Again, Isaiah here equating Gentile nations and the sea. Later on, you're going to see the other beat. And I, I saw many people who I like, who I listen to, who I watch, who I made this, connected these dots. Gentiles in the sea, and the fact that he's coming up out of the sea makes him a Gentile. By the way, would the time of the Gentiles end with a Jewish Antichrist? Well, Adam, 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 remember what Jesus says, that I come in my Father's name and you don't receive me. Someone's going to come in his own name and him you will receive. How can the Jews receive somebody who's not Jewish? Because the second beast will be and will look next week. So he's, he's coming out of the sea. He's having uh, seven heads, uh, ten, yeah, seven heads and ten horns. Upon his horns, ten crowns. Upon his head, the name of blasphemy. What's the seven and ten? It's the ten is the ten toes of Daniel chapter two. I almost want to go there. Yeah, we're going to have to. Listen, if we go over a little bit. I'm just sorry in advance. I'll fire myself later. No, this is important stuff, guys. It really, really, really is. That 7 and 10 is all through Scripture. And we've talked about it on Wednesday nights almost exhaustive, exhaustively. Thou, O king, Daniel chapter 2, verse 31, you saw a great image, the great image was, whose brightness was ex excellence stood before thee, the form thereof was terrible. The, the image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly, his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron, part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut without hands, read here, Jesus Christ, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them in pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Read here, millennial kingdom. This is the dream we're going to tell you the interpretation of. So David, David, Daniel tells him what his dream was. That's a cute trick if you got that. <laughs> I had a dream. Uh, yeah, and what does it mean? Uh, well, tell me what the dream is. No, you tell me what the dream is and then interpret it. And this is what Daniel does. 
Uh, like I say, cute trick? No. Strong God. That, that's all it was. Uh, Daniel has God in his life, and God told him what the dream was. And now he's going to give the interpretation. You're, okay, uh, verse 37, Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the Lord of God hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And what, wheresoever the children of men dwells the, of the heaven, hath he given into thine hand. He hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art the head of gold. Nebuchadnezzar saying, I like the dream so far. Let's keep going, and we will keep going. After there, thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. So Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, followed by the Medo-Persian army, the Medo-Persian kingdom, followed by uh, Alexander's kingdom, followed by the Roman Empire. The fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in peace, and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all things, shall it break in pieces and bruise, and whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of, potter's, part of potter's clay, part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. I think that's the seven out of the ten. Once the ten happens, we find out this later on in chapter seven, chapter eleven of, uh, chapter nine and chapter twelve of Daniel. I'll speak of these same events in more detail each time. Um, the kingdom shall be divided, but this shall be in it the strength of the iron for as much as thou sawest miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron, part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seeds of men, with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, read here, Jesus Christ, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, all these kingdoms. Uh, the, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. The dream is certain, the interpretation thereof. Sure. Now, I've, again, I'm going to assume that you know a lot of this stuff because we've been over it and we've been over it and we've been over it and we've been over it. Uh, so the ten horns are an analogous to the ten toes. That's when the stone made without hands smites the image on the feet and his kingdom becomes a, it's a, it becomes a great mountain and covers the whole earth. Again, the millennial kingdom. There's ten nations, and this is really outlined in the, na in the chapter 9, but again, I'm just looking at Simon. We won't develop it today. But again, i got plenty of material. Listen to it, right? There's three um, rebel, and they're put down, and that's the, the, the it's ten, and then the seven, and that's where the Antichrist comes to pom prominence. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. His feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Some people make this um, a lot of things. Some, some people say it's backwards from, because it goes leopard. People say it's, that's Alexander the Great in the Greek um, Empire. Uh, the bear, that's Medo-Persia. The lion, that's Babylon. So it sees them backwards because it's looking back at history and it's like closer, farther away, and farther away than that. Some people make um, like a leopard. The lion, like Great Britain. Uh, the bear, uh, uh, Russia. 
and the leopard is different now because some people make it like Far East Asian nations and some people make it like Mideast nations. And this is whoever, whatever, it was, it was, gave him his power. So all these that coalesce, that come together from the past, from right now, from wherever, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. The, the point is, we're talking about the beast, and he, he gave, uh, the dragon gave him his power, his seat, and great authority. The dragon, we met last time. He was the one. He's Satan. Okay? He's the one who tried to devour the woman, uh, devour the woman's offspring when she gave birth, and then he goes out, he's kicked out of heaven, and then he goes out to make war with her seed. This is all from last week. So we know who this is. Satan gave the Antichrist great authority and all the kingdoms that have gone on before. You remember, this is analogous to when Satan took Jesus up to a great and high mountain and offered him all the kingdoms of the world if he would bow down and worship him. And Jesus said, you want to shake your head to that idea, falls right out. Bible says you're to worship God and God alone. Him shall you serve. This one who comes will be offered all the kingdoms of the world. And however you make the leopard, the bear, and the lion, this is the offering. And he will bow down and he will accept. And he becomes, at that point, I think, the Antichrist. And one of his heads, okay, he has seven heads because there was ten original rulers. Three were put down. And at the time of this rebellion, I think the Antichrist is killed. I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. His deadly wound was healed. Read here, resurrection, and all the world won east. Oh my goodness, you can't even kill this guy. He comes back to life, I think is the idea. I don't think that Satan likes the idea that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. In chapter 11, I don't think Satan likes the idea that the two witnesses that he killed through the power of the beast, the beast killed them, I guess is the best way to say that, and they rose from the dead. I don't think Satan likes that. I think Satan's going to pull off either a miracle or, you say, Adam, Satan can't give life. Well, you know about that. Does he just give a dead corpse animation? I, I don't know. I don't know. You remember God said, I'm going to give them strong deceivableness. I'm going to give them, they don't want the truth. I'm going to give them a strong deception that they'll believe a lie. Well, this is part of the lie, okay? Um, one of his heads is wounded to death. His deadly wound was healed. And all the world wandered after the beast. Do you remember that in the Old Testament, woe to the idle shepherd? The sword shall be upon his right hand and his eye. His eye shall be utterly darkened, plucked out, and his right hand withered. Is this the people have the mark on their forehead? You couldn't have it on your eye and on, or on your right hand in homage to this one who's, wow, we can't even kill this guy. He's incredible. I think we think in terms of like the Antichrist being like this super dark villain like Dracula and, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein all mixed into one. I think he's going to be suave. I think he's going to make, like, cover of Gentleman's Quarterly, like, every month. Or, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I think he's going to be like, 
He's going to have all the answers. He's going to be, if he's empowered by Satan, maybe Satan actually indwells him. You ever had an argument with somebody, you just can't win the argument even when you're right because they argue so well? They come at a million different ways and it's like being pecked by a thousand ducks. You just can't, and, and, and it's, they win even though they're wrong because they argue. So, this, this is him. He's got all the facts at his command. He probably speaks every language. Every woman thinks, oh, he's like way cute and adorable and every guy's jealous thinking, this guy came, my wife is drooling over him, I hate this guy. But you're going to think like, he's really awesome, he's got all the answers. He's going to broker peace in the Mideast. Who's done that? I mean, we're going to think like, if, we're, if anyone would be, uh, say us, not us, 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 humanity, we're going to think like, this guy's got it all. And somebody like is thinking, this is tracking wrong. So there's these confederation of ten kings. And three of them are going to be in rebellion thinking, I don't think I want to give up my power. This is going to be a one guy sitting on top of this one. I think at this point he might die. And then he's going to supposedly or, or apparently or actually, and I don't know, rise from the dead. I saw one of his his heads that were wounded to death, his deadly wound was healed. This is the language of resurrection here. And all the world wandered after the beast. My goodness, this guy is awesome. He's incredible. He doesn't even stay dead. Death doesn't even work on him. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Satan worship is in vogue. Now this is it. It's out of people worshiping Jesus Christ. You don't believe in that antiquated. He got nothing. People will be Luciferian in there. Are they going to know that they're worshiping the devil? I think so. I think they've made an act of choice. People are anti God now. People are anti God now. We won't have this one rule over us. Have, have you, do you talk? Do you have these conversations with people? I do pretty often, almost daily. There's a huge antichrist spirit sweeping the entire world. Again, you're a minority inside a minority inside of a, and you're all crackpots anyway. It's just a matter of time before we legislate you out of existence. You're haters, you're antiquated, you're holding back humanity from taking the next great leap into our evolution of our you know, self-awareness and all that, blah, 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 and we got to get rid of you. I hope they get their prayer answered with rapture. I, I, I agree with them. They got to get rid of us. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, I'm, I'm all, I've done all my stuff I want to do here. And my thinking is like, if God wants to keep us around, oh, pour out your spirit in a revival. If, if, if we're going to be here, I want to see myriads. I want to see huge numbers come to the Lord. We see dribs and drabs. And then we see really shallow confessions that just, I, I want my lifestyle. I want my sin. I want my what I want. It's not going to make me happy, but I doubt that God can make me happy. But I always thought that was kind of... Uh, never mind. There was given unto him, given unto him by who? Remember, the, the dragon gives him his power and his authority, and was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Every place, I'm in chapter uh, 13, verse 5, every place where it talks about him, you could call him Mr. Big Mouth. It always mentions 
his mouth, and he speaks great things. He's an orator, par excellent. I wish I had that. Wish I had that skill set. I wish I was an orator. I'm not. I'm a mediocre teacher. I say the right things, but I listen to myself, and I just like kind of a quality control kind of thing. And I shouldn't because I just ah oh, make the point, fool, or stop stuttering, or I, I don't like some words I can't pronounce right. And I just ugh. I wish I was an orator. I'm a little jealous, okay? But every time he speaks, it's like, oh my goodness, this guy got all the answers. He's got he's he's so wise, he's so and he's so charismatic and he's so if you heard him, I bet you'd have a hard time not buying into what he was selling. And if you don't have the protection of the Holy Spirit in your life, what do you got? You you're 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 ripe for manipulation. Oh, I'll be I'll be fine. You're going to have strong delusion. You're going to believe a lie. You think you'll figure it out? I hope to God you're right. I hope to God you're right. I don't... I see many people, just the masses, just, yeah, this sounds good. This is right. He's, he's going to be speaking great blasphemies. And power was given him to continue 40 and two months. Read here, three and a half years. You know the drill. It's one of the middle of the tribulation things. Uh, when the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. This is last week's reading. Um, he tries to kill her with a flood. She's carried into the wilderness on the wings of an eagle. That means God. The earth helped the woman. The earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of the seed to keep, that those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Why? He's got three and a half years left and he knows it. And he can't change that by one day. 1,260 days, Satan, have at it. You ain't got much time. And this is that. It was given him a mouth to be great... Uh, blasphemies. He had 42 months to go. He opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. Duh. He's the anti-Christ. We know that. He's not pro-God. He's anti-God. He's pro-himself as God. And we saw that in 2 Thessalonians. He's going to sit in the temple of God proclaiming that he is God. It's what Satan wanted since the beginning. Worship. He opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. <laughs> Read here. Well, I don't know, actually. Us? Those that dwell in heaven? Because he's got, he's got a, a, something to explain. There used to be this this group of people here, my Aunt Jane and my cousin Sydney and my best friend, and all of a sudden they're not here anymore. What happened? He's going to blaspheme. I, I think he's going to come up with a really palatable lie. What's it going to be? I have no idea. I've heard speculation, but I don't want to be involved in wild speculation. What I know is he's a blasphemer. He's got a big mouth, and he's very successful. He's an orator. He will convince and God's on his team in this, that he's given him strong delusion. He's given people strong delusion. No, you won't have the truth. You can't have the truth. You won't hear. You can't hear. You want darkness rather than light? Here's darkness. God's just. What do I, Adam, what do I do? You get on the salvation train before it pulls out of the station. That's what you do. Lord, I am a miserable sinner. 
be merciful to me. What happened? Same thing happened to me. Same thing happened to anyone here who was saved. God said, I can't. I've been waiting for so long to hear you pray that way. Yes, the answer is yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'll come into you. I'll save you. Amen. That's what he does. That's who he is. He's a savior. He opened his mouth to blaspheme against God. It was given him unto him to make war with the saints. Adam, see, 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 see. Saints on earth, Satan, Antichrist is overcoming them. He's, he's given to make war with the saints and to overcome them. See? No. I don't see it. This, this is my point being promoted. This is not... Because I, I see people use this verse to prove mid-tribulation or post-tribulation rapture. You're exactly wrong. The fact that the Antichrist and the beast can overcome the saints proves that this is not the church because Jesus specifically promised you power over snakes and scorpions. Remember in... Uh, Psalm 91, you can tread on the adder and the young lion, both symbols of Satan. Satan does not overcome you. Why? Why, why, why? Why doesn't he overcome? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the earth. We win. It's not your wit. It's not your power. It's not your wisdom. It's not your collective intelligence. It's not your, it's not your, you at all. Satan can't overcome. Don't you think he would? Don't you think he would have by now? If he could kill me, don't you think he would have killed me? Because somebody might get saved by what I'm saying, right? Even here this morning, right now, right over people listening online. Somebody might get saved. You think Satan doesn't care about that? Oh, he cares a great deal. He can't do anything. Why? Greater is he that is in me, the Holy Spirit of God, the creator in me, than the created being, Satan. It's not an equal fight. And every time I give Satan space in my life, it's, I, I grant him something that he didn't otherwise have. It's ridiculous. I do it, you do it, it's ridiculous every time. Can Satan overcome saints? He can overcome tribulation saints. This is why I don't think they have the Holy Spirit of God in them. I think the Spirit will come upon them to do exploits and to do works, but most of them, in the tribulation, the, the, the end result of being a Christian in the tribulation is you're going to pay for your belief in Jesus Christ with your life. And we'll see that as we go on. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the earth. All, well, there's going to be a few who don't. But many will, will again, will pay for their lives. He's going to make war with the saints. He's going to overcome them. Power is given him over what? Kindreds, tongues, and nations. Who escapes? Few people. And we've, we've talked about that in the past. All that dwell upon the earth worship him. That's always what he wanted. Whose names are not written in the book of life. Uh, the light, uh, name of the book of the life of the Lamb, Jesus, obviously, slain from the foundation of the earth. Was Jesus slain from the foundation of the earth or your names written in the book of life from the foundation of the earth? Yes. Well, I didn't get saved until 1980. How did my name end up in a book that was written before the foundation of the earth? Um, Jesus knows. Okay, when he wrote the book out, he wrote my name. I don't know. I don't know how it works, okay? I know this. Uh, if I say to Suze, hey, let's go home and watch NASCAR today, 
I know what the answer is going to be. I'm not God. I'm not even a prophet. But I know from past, I just know some things, okay? And if you know her for more than five minutes, you'd know the answer to that. But here's the thing. God knows us. How many hairs do we have on our head? He knows us on a cellular level. Does he know that in February 14th of 1980, I was going to say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Did he know that? Of course he does. And based on that, did he write my name? I, I don't know how it works. It says so. Did he die from the foundation of the earth? Well, he died about 2,000 years ago. But was it conceptually or, or, or in the cards? or, or that, That's how before Adam was created, did God know he was going to fall? Yes. Did he have a plan to redeem mankind? Yes, he's God. So the fact that you were chosen before the foundation, don't let that throw you. Well, I remember, I specifically asked Christ in my heart. Yeah, I know, so did I. Did he give me the wherewithal to ask? I don't, listen, above my pay grade, I don't think he... If somebody's in here saying, well, I, he didn't write my name in the book of life, I can't get saved, stop that. Just stop that. That's, you're silly, and we all know you're silly, and you know you're silly. Get saved, and when we open the book of life, we'll find that your name was in it from the foundation of the world, okay? Don't, don't say like, oh, it's all, I can't change it. Don't, don't go there. It gives me great confidence to know that he loved me before I existed. He had a plan for my life before I even took a breath. Uh, he, he looked down through the age of time, saw me and said, he's mine. I, I, I don't know, okay? If any man have an ear, let him hear. I'm going to end with this verse. It's a very tough verse and it's not a good place to end. I'll tell you that right now, but our time spent. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. When is the time to take up arms against the government and shoot people who are stepping on your rights? We did that in the past and we celebrate it. Am I calling for that now? I'm talking about a time when you get, the saints are overcome. Well, they're going to come and take my wife away and take my family away and Boy, I'm going to kill some of them before they kill me. <sighs> Here's the patience and the faith of the saints, the saints of that time. This doesn't even involve you. Okay? I'm born again. I love Jesus. I got rapture ticket. <laughs> it's going to happen any day. I... People at that time, I don't want my head cut off. I, don't, I wouldn't like that either. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. What goes around comes around, okay? He that killeth with the sword. So that guy comes and gets me. He's paying for, with his life. I'm going to gun him down with alacrity, panache, elan, and great joy. Says the Christian. <clears throat> He's an agent of Satan. Well, let God deal with that. I'm not going to take a life in that in that situation. All right, God, you from the earmark for death by the sword, guillotine, however, whatever. Tell Jesus I said hi if you're there before me. I, whatever, you know what I mean? It's like this is 
patience. This is endurance. This is, we're talking about people in the middle of tribulation after the Antichrist makes war with the saints, overcomes them. Second half of the tribulation. You're going to be able to buy or sell. We look, we look at the end of the, uh, of the chapter. It's going to be a very, very difficult time to not worship Satan, to not be part of the system. Are you going to pay for it with your life? Most probably. Most probably. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to kill. I'm going to cut. You're going to win. I, I think this verse is telling me, uh, let me, let me deal with stuff, God's saying. You're going to try to take, Satan's going to be killed by somebody. And I'm sure they th- they're going to think they're doing the Lord's will. He's just going to rise from the dead. And I think at that time, if I were alive, somehow I missed a rapture. I'd be bold. I'm not worshiping. I'm not taking the mark. Y'all should know that. They'll come get me, collect me, take me off to some detention center until they want to do away with me. All they can do is kill us. Figure that out first or last. All they can do is kill us. And many martyrs, I don't mean to make light of this, many martyrs went to the death willingly. Okay, it's my time to die. The day of death is very important. More important than life. We have the wrong idea of life. I'm going to live, I'm going to live my life. God can't tell me, oh, he's got such a, such a better plan than what you're trying to execute on your own. At some point, faith's got to kick in. Lord, you know better about life than I know. Okay, I can go on and on in this vein for a long time. Let's, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the blessing on our food and our fellowship. And our, our guys are going <clears> to <throat> come and send us out of here in song. And if you have to go, God bless you. I hope you stay and have some, uh, have some lunch with us. <clears throat> Father, you know, it's kind of sobering thought. We talk about these things, and uh, it, it boils my blood to know that people will openly worship Satan. It makes me crazy now that there are tongues that do not sing your praise. I, I don't understand. I, I don't know, Father. I, you know, I'm zealous for you. I love you so much. I, I want everyone to, to love you as well. And that's our heart's desire. And and uh, we think of this time, and oh, we thank you that we're not going to be here. Bittersweet, for sure. But uh, bitter when we think about the ones we love, for sure. The ones who haven't made that, uh, that decision, Lord. Whose names aren't written in the book, of, uh, the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. Thank and praise you, Lord, for saving us. We, Lord, we pray you'd bless our, uh, our food. More importantly, bless our fellowship. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.